Welcome to Microdose Psychedelic Insights, powered by The Conscious Fund. This is the Sci-Fi series, discovering the cutting-edge science and research in psychedelic medicine. Uh, all right. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is another episode of the Sci-Fi Podcast, where we talk to leading industry experts, clinicians, and scientists to unravel the mystery that is psychedelic science. Today, I have the founder of Mind Leap Health, Nikolai Vasev. Thank you so much for joining us today, Nikolai. Thanks for having me. Really excited to join the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're really excited to have you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, a little bit about MindLeap so we can kind of understand who you are and, you know, uh, a little bit about, you know, MindLeap. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm based out of Vancouver, Canada. Um, and my background has been in tech. Um, so I spent um, most of my career uh, working with uh, large companies in, in uh, the U.S. Canadian government in uh, analyzing uh, data, so like very complex data challenges uh, for um, large organizations. And then um, I moved into working in cybersecurity, um, effectively securing data from hackers. Um, I was I was really helped by, by psychedelics and, and the psilocybin uh, experience uh, maybe six, seven years ago, um, and it was very, you know, transformative for, for me personally. I, I had um, fractured my tailbone and was just going through a really rough time in my life, and um, it was, um, you know, a, a psychedelic experience up north uh, at a lake um, in Canada um, where, um, you know, I was really... Um, you know, really saw the power of, of these medicines. And, and last fall, um, I actually went over to the Netherlands uh, to the Synthesis uh, Institute uh, for a psychedelic um, experience and a psychedelic journey. And um, when I came back, um, I was really looking to continue things on and, and, and find a, a great integration specialist to, to work with on really integrating the visions and experiences I had um, in the Netherlands uh, into you know positive changes in, in my life. Um, I when I came back um, back to Canada, um, it was really hard to really find a great specialist to work with, and I, I I really wanted to be a part of this you know budding industry. And um, I I got together with um, one of our systems engineers uh, from a previous company, and, and we decided to start MindLeap um, in a way to um, in in a way where we can um, improve access to uh, this type of treatment um, and also provide um, really good data-driven uh, insights into mental health for individuals using the MindLeap app um, and also allowing those individuals to actually share that with their specialists, uh, providing um, a lot more context and a lot more details as to um, the progress that people are making in, in changing their lives. That's super fascinating, man. Yeah, the evolution of digital therapeutics in the space has been really interesting to watch and is a really important element, I think, to psychedelic therapy, uh, you know, overall. And, and you guys are doing some really fascinating things on that front. Uh, I'd love if you could talk just a little bit more uh, about that and your digital platform and what that, uh, you know, how that will benefit both the patient and the therapist uh, when they yeah, get psychedelic sure. therapy. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it, it really is, um, integration um, is one of the most important uh, facets of, uh, you know, successful outcomes with psychedelics. Um, what really, you know, a lot of people have tried psychedelics and haven't really had much progress, um, you know, it, from a personal development perspective. And um, really finding someone that you can trust, um, someone who's an experienced mental health professional, um, can really be a game changer um, for the psychedelic experience. And um, right now on MindLeap, um, we have um, over 30, you know, incredible people that have been doing um, this type of work for, you know, decades, um, whether underground, whether from a research and academic perspective. A lot of them have, um, you know, masters of psychology. Many of them are therapists. Um, so it really uh, provides a, a community um, of um, individuals that you can access, you know, right from your phone um, anytime. Um, so what's really unique about MindLeap is right now it's free. You, you can go on the App Store. It's on Android and iOS. Download the app um, and you can begin really tracking the important uh, factors of your mental health. 
Um, so when you first download the app, um, you're, you're going to be able to set your goals. Um, so really think hard about you know, what you're looking to achieve. Um, then it moves into um, setting your habits as to, you know, the things that we do daily are really what create our lives. And um, if, um, you know, if, if you are serious about, you know, making changes, a lot of the times it's making little shifts as to, you know, what you eat or how much you sleep or spending time with family or exercise or whatever your personal goals are. Um, in terms of the habits that you have, you can set those in MindLeap and track them on a daily basis. Um, we also incorporate um, the ability to track your emotions. Um, so we're tracking positive emotions, negative emotions, uh, as well as the daily mood. Um, we just launched um, on September 30th. We've had um, a lot of great feedback uh, with the first version. Um, we're currently in development of um, you know, some more advanced um, mental health tracking where you can actually get really good insights. You know, in this first um, iteration of MindLeap, um, we, we are um, allowing, uh, we've built the capabilities to be able to track that data, uh, but um, in the next version, uh, we'll be able to actually, you know, have more insights coming out of that information. And then MindLeap's fully secure, HIPAA compliant, it ensures uh, full privacy, um, security and confidentiality for everybody on the platform. And whenever, you know, a person is ready to to begin working with an integration specialist. They're able to um, you know find one on MindLeap, take a peek at their calendar, figure out how much the session will cost, and then directly schedule um, a session on the platform um, to be able to you know begin working um, you know on their integration experience. We're also uh, in the process of of bringing in additional coaches um, where um, people can actually help prepare. Um, for a psychedelic experience um, with some free content um, that we're currently producing. Um, additionally, um, we're, we're going to be announcing um, the, the addition of um, a lot of great microdosing uh, coaches as well. Mm. Uh, and then we're looking to expand, uh, you know, the types of um, service providers that, that are on the platform just so we can provide, you know, further value to people that are looking to get support um, with psychedelics. That's really awesome, man. There's a really big need, especially right now in, in this space, for there to be a seamless digital integration and, and all these resources accessible to people uh, electronically, especially with how uncertain things are now with the pandemic. I think it's really amazing that you guys are offering such a robust digital platform um, for, for people to connect and for information to be stored and for us to be able to apply our really powerful understanding of analytics and, and data uh, to our mental health and our mental well-being. You know, we're really good at applying it to making more money and these other aspects of industry industry and society, you know, and I think it's good now that we're, you know, people like you are taking the, the charge forward to apply what we know now to bettering ourselves and our mental health, you know, because that's so important at a time uh, like, like right now more than ever before. So I think that's really cool that you guys are, you know, working on that. Thanks. I appreciate that. And yeah, it, it is, um, you know, it's definitely an unprecedented time and, you know, people are going through such, um, you know, I, I mean, we can see the, the racial divide and the economic uh, devastation that so many people are going through, the isolation. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, good thing that this happened in 2020, because I think if it happened before the Internet, I mean, it would have been, uh, you know, even more devastating. And I, I feel like, um, you know, the pandemic um, has really... Um, increase the usage of, of telemedicine um, and, and people are more comfortable in, in accessing care in, in this manner. And I feel like, you know, it, at least for, for millennials, um, you know, we're, we're so accustomed to being on our phone all the time. Um, but, you know, the question is, like, what do you uh, spend your time on? Um, and do you really, are you ready to take the plunge to actually go through and, and work with a specialist? Um, that's been actually one of the biggest learning points uh, that we've had uh, from what we've noticed, you know, uh, in terms of usage of the platform since launch is, you know, a lot of people are, um, you know, don't have actually the, you know, the preparation to go through a psychedelic experience um, to actually then begin the integration. And, and I feel like there's just so much more education that needs to be done 
um, because there are still some kind of misconceptions about psychedelics and it, it's still not very widely understood. And, you know, that's, that's where these specialists come in, um, you know, being able to help people, um, you know, stay safe, you know, because these are very powerful medicines and it's important for people to be, uh, you know, feel comfortable if, if they are going to be using them. Um, and, you know, I foresee, you know, in the next two, three years, I mean, it, it's going to become the de facto standard for so many conditions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just great to see, you know, all the amazing researchers and activists, um, you know, dedicating their lives to this. And, um, you know, it's going to be a incredible next few years of, of healing, um, you know, people that, um, you know, are in trouble uh, and people that, you know, really need the support. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right, it's coming at a really critical uh, precipice in our collective evolution, you know, for this to for this to be happening right now. And it's it's so important for uh, more people to have access to these therapies um, and the therapists and the clinicians. Uh, so how do are you guys looking forward, you know, in the future to expand what you're doing? Um, are you guys looking to, I mean, obviously since it's digital, you want to offer these resources to people around the world, I, I imagine, you know, so what are just some of the future projections and what you're looking forward to, you know, at MindLeap and the industry at large? Yeah, for sure. Um, we're, we're building out our, our partner program. So, so we'd like to offer, uh, you know, each person that actually goes through a, a legal psychedelic experience, uh, the ability to be able to continue that, um, uh, relationship with with their guide or or, or, or with, with the clinician that they've been working with to be able to really access them on MindLeap on demand, um, you know, to continue that healing process. Um, so one of our big focuses is is partnering up um, with, with different um, psychedelic organizations uh, to be able to you know educate people you know that they can access the support um, you know through our application. And then the other major thing is, you know, there there is um, you know, there is the financial situation, um, you know, that a lot of people are experiencing, and um, a lot of the times the one-on-one um, support, you know, c- can be unaffordable for some people. Um, and we're currently developing uh, several different um, self-paced programs. Um, we're calling them the digital transformation programs, um, where you know, let's say you do go through a psychedelic experience, um, you'll be able to actually go through a 30-day uh, program uh, with a leading integration specialist, uh, where you know you would listen to it daily and actually take actions and um, to be able to improve yourself. So it's it's a more self-paced uh, approach, and we're not only doing this for integration. We have um, Another program that, that's more based on um, spiritual healing, uh, a program based on addiction. Um, we've partnered up with um, a leading meditation uh, company called Bright Mind uh, Meditation, um, where we'll be um, developing some custom meditation content um, that will also be available on MindLeap. Um, we have a free, um, more drug education and drug harm reduction um, um, program that's going to be available for free on MindLeap, um, and um, um, as well as looking into uh, psychedelic preparation as well as microdosing. So then we can become, you know, a go-to resource for anything to do with with psychedelics and psychedelic healing. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I really appreciate your focus on education. Uh, because that's so important. And I think it's also interesting how you're highlighting that there's so much around the psychedelic experience that's so important to focus on besides the profound experience itself, you know, uh, to prepare the patients for the experience beforehand and to give them the tools they need to integrate the lessons and the, the experience into their lives in a practical and meaningful way afterwards. All of these things. Um, and also your the the focus that the digital platform uh has on healthy eating and meditation and sleep and emotional well-being like these are all tied together into wellness and psychedelic medicine is such a, a key player in all of this so it's really cool that you guys are taking a very holistic uh, approach to to everything and i really commend you guys for that um i i think it'd be really cool for you i know you, you talked about how psychedelics have really impacted your life and it's been interesting uh 
you know, producing this podcast because I've heard that a few times now from people uh, in, in this industry. So it's always interesting to ask them, you know, do you feel that people that are that are pioneering the charge in this industry, that, that there is a lot for them to be gained and that maybe people that are in the business of psychedelics should be taking psychedelics too, or, or should at least have one experience. I know some people uh, in the industry have never tried psychedelics before, and there are people that have opinions about that, you know? So I'm curious what, what you think. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. I, I think, um, I, I mean, you, you to truly believe and fight for something, you know, you really need to understand it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, f- I feel that, you know, and I saw this a little bit in the cannabis um, industry um, where, you know, you have all these suits and all these, you know, investment bankers and, you know, lawyers that are, you know, running, you know, obviously we need to have the business in there, but they've never smoked weed. And they never, you know, they don't believe in CBD, you know, they believe in the profit. And I feel like, um, you know, everyone, you know, from our team, you know, has experienced psychedelics, is super passionate about the mission. And I mean, we wouldn't be doing this otherwise. Um, but um, I feel like the advent of microdosing um, is, is really incredible, you know, just in terms of enhancing your cognitive process, elevating your mood, increasing your productivity, decreasing your stress and anxiety. Um, I mean, I've been microdosing for, it's been like maybe two years now. And, mm-hmm. and um, um, you know, I, I feel like it, it definitely um, affected my life and I, I feel like is is a good um, you know, kind of cognitive advantage uh, that microdosers might have. Um, and um, when it comes down to, you know, a, a, a bigger, uh, bigger dose type experience, I mean, it's really hard to um, um, move things forward um, when, when you don't really understand, you know, really the power of it. And um, I feel like, you know, these, a lot of these experiences uh, also, um, you know, create um, they change you, um, especially with ego dissolution and, and being more purpose driven and understanding that, you know, we're all part, you know, of the same humanity and, and, and looking out for your fellow brothers. Um, you know, it is something that, uh, you know, psychedelics do bring, um, where, where you can, you know, I've had experience where, where I've realized, you know, how, um, you know, short life is and also how, um, you know, how we're a part of a, a, a bigger picture of, of this bigger universe and, and how, you know, to be truly fulfilled, you know, you have to, um, you know, contribute to others and, and, and be a part of the whole. And I feel that, um, you know, as long as, um, you know, the industry evolves, um, you know, I really hope that, um, you know, it, it stays on that. Um, and, and there is that, um, you know, the, the, um, that it really doesn't impair um, the f- further development when, when we move into, you know, patents and finances and all mm-hmm. these things um, where, you know, we don't want to forget about, uh, you know, the people and, and, and the reason everybody, you know, the reason you're doing it is to, to help people. Um, right. And, you know, hopefully it stays like that. Um, but, you know, like in all industries, you know, there's um, different players and different um, types of motivations. Let's just say that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think a really important point that you highlighted is the need for you know, this industry to be extra mindful of things like corporate social responsibility and what values are really important to integrate um, from the psychedelic process into the business of, of all of this, you know, like uh, for for how unique the psychedelic experience is for everybody. It's so interesting that there's some fundamental commonalities like this, these feelings of unity and connectedness to each other and our environment uh, and the world, you know, and so I think we have a lot to learn from cannabis for sure, you know, the compassionate use acts that have um, come and that states have implemented, for example, for patients to be able to, you know, 
use cannabis in a in a way that's meant to benefit the patients and it's a very different model for psychedelics since it's uh, medicalized and going to be clinical but i think you bring up a really good point that the crux of our intention needs to remain uh compassionate you know and, and it's for the benefit of people's mental well-being and, and people's mental health uh so what are some things you think the the industry at large can be doing right now to promote that uh, in their business practices. You know, how can we be more mindful and more um, conscious about the way that we approach this industry? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I, I think collaboration um, can be something that um, you know w would be really helpful, um, and we are seeing that um, you know a lot. You know, that there's a lot of collaboration between academics. Um, and a lot of collaboration between different companies. And I think, you know, continuing, you know, that, um, you know, the spirit, um, you know, of teamwork, uh, you know, even if you might be in different organizations, just, just really being focused on how do we create more value for more people. Um, and, you know, that is being done and a lot of organizations are doing that. And, you know, I, I feel like that's going to help you know, uh, the broader psychedelic industry, you know, reap uh, the benefits of that. Um, and at the same time, um, you know, just really being mindful of, um, you know, the pioneers of, of the industry uh, in still supporting, you know, causes, um, you know, like MAPS and decriminalized nature and Theracil, you know, in, in, in taking some of the profits that come in, you know, with, um, you know, the success that that you know will inevitably come uh, in really putting them back into to social causes and, and, and putting them back towards um, you know helping people in need um, I think is it, going to be huge um, and something else you know uh, obviously um, you know inclusivity um, is, is also another important factor um, you know that needs to be considered um, you know in this industry. Um, you know, from the get-go, it, it's just being inclusive and ensuring that, you know, there is a lot of access um, and, you know, kind of limiting the, um, you know, potential in, infighting that, that may occur between different um, viewpoints or, or different ways of going about things, whether we go through legalization or decriminalization and not having the two factions fight each other, but having the two factions actually support each other because both are great approaches and, you know, proving either or, or both, you know, is, is, is a game changer and, and, you know, it should be appreciated and supported. You're right. I think, you know, as long as we understand that we're all on the same team, you know, we want more progressive policy that's, uh, at the very least, not diametrically opposed to the current state of science and research, you know, around these compounds, but but just drug policy at large. I think the uh, psychedelic medicine is a very uh, and the mental health crisis and the opiate epidemic, the intersection of all these things, you know, is is making it so important for us to to look at uh, the our policies um, around drugs and mental health around the world, you know, because it's a really important time, a uh, really important time for that. Uh, I'm curious, as you know, someone that's uh, in, in this industry and at the forefront of this industry, uh, what are some things that you're really excited about in the near future and um, maybe not in so near future, but uh, just looking ahead, what are you really excited to see and what do you hope to see uh, as the psychedelic renaissance kind of continues to ample forth? Yeah, well, the thing I'm most excited about, um, I think right now, you know, very much upcoming, um, you know, is this Oregon vote. Um, mm. I think, you know, it's going to be historic to, to legalize um, NCOGENs uh, in an entire state. I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be the shining star, you know, yeah. the way to do it across the whole world. And, you know, if successful, um, you know, we'll, we'll allow more states to do it, more governments to do it. So, so I think that could be really huge. And, you know, I hope the citizens of Oregon all approve it. Um, and it passes, and Tom and Sherry and, and their team are, you know, doing, have fought so hard for that, and it, it's really um, crazy how they were able to pull it off, too. I mean, before the pandemic, all of these um, initiatives were, were done door-to-door, -door, you know, each person knocking on the door to get it approved, and, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, you know, it really had to change. 
So I'm really excited about a lot of these, um, the legalization initiative, the criminalization initiatives, what's happening with their, so, you know, with, with their access, you know, here in Canada, with allowing this to patients, um, looking at, you know, some of the, you know, incredible research that, that is being made. I think it's, uh, you know, it's so exciting. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to work with um, the team at Neurofarm, um, mm-hmm. they're all part of, um, Midasin, which is our parent company. And, um, I mean, working with some of the top, you know, echelon of the Canadian military and, and, and seeing, you know, what they're doing for PTSD with, with their clinical trial, uh, and having, you know, the ability to, you know, really gain insights and ideas, you know, from what is truly needed, um, you know, for, um, you know, utilizing, you know, our technology to be able to help those treatments is, is really exciting because I, I do see, you know, MindLeap is, is a great platform, um, you know, to allow us to expand these therapies. You know, just now we, we were talking about how, um, you know, um, because of social distancing and COVID, I mean, a lot of these clinical trials are put on hold because, you, you know, you have to be in person and, you know, most of the clinical trials most, you know, there's a couple dosings that are large, but everything else happens in, in the, you know, in the actual therapy, which is done, you know, can be done through MindLeap and will be done through MindLeap. So I think it's, it's really interesting to see how, you know, everything's shifting um, and, and everything's progressing so fast. I mean, I think it, it was, it feels like yesterday when Denver first <laughs> decriminalized and, you know, the only companies that were, you know, in the space that were known was, you know, Compass Pathways, USONA, um, and um, what we had with a tie. And then now there's like, you can't even keep track of how many companies and we've had hundreds of millions of dollars go into the industry and so many new, you know, types of um, treatments that are, are being developed. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible how fast everything's moving. And, um, you know, I think the future is really bright for psychedelics. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And I think it's really cool because the the digital platform that you guys uh, offer and that, that you've developed, you'll be able to work with so many different players in the psychedelic space. You know, today, Numinous uh, announced that they finished their first legal harvest of uh, psilocybin containing mushrooms, you know. Uh, and Dennis McKenna had a really interesting quote talking about how, well, there is a need for synthetic psilocybin for clinical trials. A lot of people uh, still demand a natural product, you know. And it's interesting from where you're positioned because regardless of what direction uh, that might go or if it goes in both directions, people will still need the digital platform and the data analytics and, and that whole um, backbone to the therapy, you know, um, to be able to just analyze and monitor and really optimize the entire process. Uh, so it's cool to be in the position you're in because you really can work with uh, everybody. Uh, so it'd be cool to just learn a little bit more about your intention to partner with different people in the industry and what that might look like, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, w- w- what we're really thinking about, um, you know, moving forward with is, um, you know, just having having MindLeap be, um, you know, a great option for, uh, you know, aftercare. You know, what, what do you do after the psychedelic experience? So the way our partner program set up uh, is we have, um, you know, we share the, the actual platform fee that is, is charged um, with, with our partners. And so the different uh, psychedelic clinics um, are incentivized to be able to, you know, use MindLeap. And MindLeap is very unique where, you know, other companies, you know, you have to pay per month in order to be, you know, using the technology. Ours is free. So it's very similar to the way that Uber is set up where, you know, drivers drive, the passengers ride, and then, you know, Uber provides the conduit, which is the technology to be able to book it. Um, so that that's really wh- where we play. And, you know, we're, we're really focused on innovating and, you know, expanding the, the types of uh, treatments uh, that are available on MindLeap. Um, we're, you know, we're adding new specialists every day. Um, and it's really exciting to see um, kind of the, the, the growth of the platform. And, and, you know, we really want it to, to be, um, you know, in high use. And um, what's really unique about MindLeap is, you know, because of the confidentiality and the way everything's set up is, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a legal experience. 
um, you know, because we're not doing anything with the mushrooms. We're not doing anything while right. someone's actually having their psychedelic trip. We're doing everything afterwards. We're doing the hard work and providing the, the connection between, you know, the specialist and, and, and the person who needs the help. And, and, you know, we really want more people to develop these relationships with, um, you know, with, with their mindly specialists, uh, where, you know, I work with my mindly specialist and, you know, it's been incredible and I've made, you know, a lot of big changes in my life, you know, because of that. And, you know, um, it's really cool to be able to, um, kind of share that. And, you know, recently I was having a friend, um, you know, super excited about psychedelics, never done it before, you know, was super scared, you know, he went and, and did it on his own. Um, and it kind of, you know, obviously we, we coached him on, I coached him on what to do because I've done psychedelics a lot, but now he's been working with a specialist and, you know, um, it, it, it's been like life changing. You know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing him become, you know, much happier and, 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 and take charge of his life. And, um, I mean, we've been getting a lot of great testimonials, from, you know, from others, um, that are doing the same, you know, using mind leap. And to me, that's, that's, you know, you know, music to my ears because a year ago, mind leap was just an idea. And then now yeah. people are actually like using it to change their lives and, and providing opportunities to, you know, the different practitioners to grow the practice and find new clients. And, you know, it's, it's really cool. That is really cool. I think it's also really cool that despite the fact that, um, you know, a lot of these compounds are still scheduled, um, drugs and, and they're really restrictive. Uh, you're right. Like the, the way that you're positioned in this market, you know, um, while we of course hope for legislation to become more relaxed and that's going to be inevitable, it seems, uh, people can take advantage of your platform and the benefits that you have to offer right away. You know, uh, they can take advantage of that today. I think that's really powerful, you know, because there is this uncertainty that people have when it comes to investing and it comes to uh, just things in this space. They're like, oh, well, mushrooms are still illegal. So how can I get involved or how can I, you know, support the movement at large or, you know, how are people maneuvering in this space, period. Uh, and it's cool to see the innovation that people have used, um, you know, uh, and that, that you guys are exhibiting through your platform um, to to kind of work around that and work through that and provide the people with the resources that, that they need, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I was, when, when we were starting everything up, I was wondering, I'm like, how big is the underground market? Like how mm -hmm. many people are doing this? And the, the only data that was available was from 10 years ago. And uh, it was from the national Institute of mental health. And it showed that there's, there was 30 million lifetime users of psychedelics so about like 10 percent of the u.s population 10 years ago i wonder what it is today but i'm mm -hmm. sure it's pretty high and yeah. um all you know a lot of the times you, you you know bad trips happen but but the thing is bad trips can become great changes you know you know if you go through it and in a lot of the times you know I, i've had some bad trips and you know you're crying you're going through your trauma but it's really like what do you do afterwards how, how do you change that? And a lot of the times, you know, you know, if, if you don't have access to the support and I experienced that myself when I came back from the Netherlands, you know, it was really hard to find someone. And a lot of the conventional mental health professionals are, you know, still, you know, psychedelics are still stigmatized, you know, just because there's a, a bunch of great articles and coverage doesn't mean that, you know, the stigma is not there. And uh, I feel like, you know, it's obviously the pandemic has accelerated the acceptance of this, especially because the pandemic's accelerated the mental health crisis. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, many individuals want to be able to, um, you know, have this mind altering experience um, without impairing uh, their lives and putting themselves at risk. And, you know, um, I think having more access to support and, and professionals that are experienced, vetted, and know what they're doing, I, I think can can really um, help. Uh, you know, many people in the industry as a whole um, from having, you know, um, re removing the stigma um, in in coming into the norm. That's really cool, and I, I completely agree that you know the the pandemic 
has catalyzed, you know, so many things and has accelerated, you're right, the mental health crisis. And so as a result, it's accelerated uh, the social acceptance and destigmatization of uh, psychedelic medicine, you know. Uh, I think it's also interesting, and I think it'd be interesting if we talked about... Um, So, Nikolai, it'd be really interesting for to get your insight on where you think the industry is headed over the next few years. You know, maybe the next three to five years. What are some of the the things you look forward to seeing happening, and and where do you think you know um, the industry is just headed? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I think the broader acceptance of psychedelics, um, you know, from government institutions. Um, and, and regulators, um, you know, is coming. Um, it's coming faster than, than we can expect. Um, but I think, you know, five years from now, um, wh what I think is going to be happening is we're going to be having, you know, these um, kind of psychedelic centers um, that are, you know, not a conventional type of, um, you know, clinic as we've seen, you know, very similar to, I, I think what Field Trip is doing with theirs is, is incredible and what Synthesis is doing with, with, with theirs is incredible. Um, and, you know, I can see these being, you know, all over, you know, a few in every city. And, and I, I can see, um, you know, the treatment of, of various mental health conditions, um, you know, with MAPS and their MDMA, for PTSD, I mean, that, that is getting very close to, to getting approved and Compass Pathways and, and their, you know, huge clinical trial that's happening. And, you know, so some of the other, um, you know, incredible treatments, um, you know, John Hopkins and, and what they're doing. And um, I, I think, you know, it, it will disrupt, you know, the whole antidepressant market, you know, and we're talking about like a very, you know, enormous market with you know millions of people using these types of drugs and i feel that you know it will likely replace um and remove a lot of a lot of these drugs um it just is very interesting you know what's going to happen with with big pharma um you know when, when this does happen and um you know I, I feel that you know a lot of people you know millions of people uh, will have access to to this type of treatment and I feel like, you know, it's going to be, be a game changer um, to what we see in how we act um, in our society, how we act with each other, um, how we put, uh, you know, family and friends and purpose, you know, ahead of materialistic pursuits. And um, I think, you know, that's also another thing that the, the pandemic has done. I mean, our society was really moving fast towards, you know, materialism and everybody trying to be an influencer and flashing their, you know, expensive things to now we're all isolated at home. And, you know, no one knows you got Gucci flip-flops and diamond rings, you know, when you're at home. And those things really begin to not matter as much um, where, where you actually look at, you know, what is really meaningful to you. And I think, you know, a lot of things that come about with psychedelics is, um, you know, this change and in, in the ego dissolution and in, in being part, you know, of the greater whole. Um, technology is moving at a, you know, incredible rate. Um, I, I think, you know, five years from now, we will be um, incorporating virtual reality um, with uh, psychedelic experiences. Um, you know, set and setting are so important to um, each experience um, and to the treatment as a whole. And virtual reality allows you to fully control that part as well as gather really interesting data um, into you know eye movement heart rate um, brain waves and, and really uh, help to tune the actual treatment and actually change the setting around you additionally there's some really interesting technologies that um, are, are utilizing um, passive uh, phone data collection they're able to actually um, um, right now diagnose different conditions you know, five years from now using AI, it will be so calibrated that, you know, you know, some of the, some of the futurists that I'm talking to and some of the scientists that are working on this are, um, you know, predicted diagnosis will be done through the phone and through each individual's actions versus, you know, um, through a mental health professional. So 
it's a lot of innovation, a lot of amazing things happening. I, I feel that, you know, just the effectiveness of treatments and, and um, the technology that's being developed is, is just going to really transform um, the well-being of, you know, tens of millions of people. That's so fascinating, the intersection of cutting-edge technology and, and psychedelic medicine and, you know, where that's leading to in the future. Uh, I didn't really consider how, you know, you can really have good control over set and setting using something like virtual reality, you know, and integrating that into the psychedelic experience. That's a really fascinating insight. Uh, you talked about the centers that would be available, and I, I'm trying to imagine what that would look like. Maybe you can speak a little bit more to that. Uh, I know right now there are things like ketamine clinics, you know, and, and now Field Trip has uh, the guided uh psychotherapist assisted ketamine sessions that they have. I know they have a New York clinic and they have some in Canada. Uh, do you think that there will be separate centers, maybe an MDMA one for people with PTSD, and then they'll still have the ketamine ones and psilocybin will be separate. Do you think there'll be multidisciplinary centers where uh, different treatments, maybe the treatment's personalized depending on the patient and they have the capability to offer all of them uh, or maybe some of them? What do you think that landscape's going to look like as it unfolds? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely going to be multidisciplinary, um, and I think it will also involve some non-psychedelic, uh, you know, uses as well. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, breath work is is incredible, um, and, and you know, helping you get to these types of states. Um, and I feel that you know, there's also a, a lot of a, a big need for for more community, um, you know, within us, especially if you're you know, downtown and in the concrete jungle. I mean, um, as we see, you know, the pandemic and, and the virtual workforce and, and people, you know, going different places, I think, um, you know, seeing the ability to, um, you know, connect like-minded people going through the same struggle um, and heal together um, can create, um, you know, a more powerful treatment. So just like we have, you know, how many yoga centers are in each city, you know, there's, you know, a ton of yoga centers. I feel like, you know, we'll, we'll have psychedelic centers in a similar manner, um, as long as, you know, uh, the industry doesn't become monopolistic and it does allow, you know, different practitioners, you know, to be able to offer it, you know, maybe at their center or at their office, you know, it is something that, um, you know, when done right, and they're following the treatment protocol, you know, each individual practitioner, you know, might have it, you know, at their office. So I think it's going to be, you know, widely adopted um, and, you know, the deployment of it, you know, there's going to be various different methods uh, to deploy it. And I feel like, you know, there's going to be a lot of innovative companies that, you know, create um, a great experience for, for each person. And that's what I, I experienced, you know, when I went to the Netherlands, I mean, it was a great, you know, three, four day experience where, you know, the psychedelics were obviously the major focal point, but there was also many other things that, that were done, you know, prior to that. And then also afterwards, and, and it, it's really developing that relationship, um, you know, with each individual and, and being a part of their long-term healing and that's what, you know, us at Mind Deep Hope is, is that, you know, it's our platform that's used, you know, for the longer term feeling where, you know, you're just feeling down. Okay, but you can go book a 20 minute session, you know, or you're having a little crisis, you know, go ahead, you know, go on the app and you can find that practitioner that helped you with that psychedelic experience and knows you. You've built that relationship over a long period of time, um, you know, to allow yourself to, to have someone who cares and to have someone who supports you. Because a lot of the times, you know, it's really hard to burden your friends and your family. And, and many of us are really caring to, to do so. And sometimes, you know, there's a stigma um, associated with a mental health condition and with all the things that you're doing. And I feel like talking, you know, to someone who cares, who, who understands psychology and human behavior um, and, and having them be your person for support, I think is, is just, so huge and that's what I love about you know Mind Leap um, and that, that's what I use it for myself you know I, I work with um, a wellness coach and, and you know we do weekly uh, breath work sessions um, and then I'm also working with 
um, you know, a, 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 another uh, professional on there um, that's helped me actually quit smoking, uh, which has been really cool because, uh, you know, as you can tell by my name, Nikolai Bassett, you know, Eastern Europeans are known for their smoking. And that's where I picked it up. But, um, you know, it's been very helpful to, to work with an addiction expert online to be able to, you know, stop it. You know, it's been, it's been a while now. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So, um, sorry for the ramble there. Um, oh, that's um, awesome, man. Congratulations. Hope that I, answers your question. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. And, and quitting smoking is no easy task, you know. Uh, so I definitely admire you for that. That's that's pretty cool. And, you know, one of the landmark trials Hopkins conducted using psilocybin was actually uh, on smokers, you know, and they had really, really good success rates in um, and, and facilitating them to be able to quit smoking. So it's it's really fascinating to see all of the clinical research that has been uh, coming out about psychedelic medicine, but also to hear the stories, you know, to hear the stories from the people uh, whose lives have been impacted and, and transformed so powerfully uh, with this medicine. And I think that's just been really amazing. I appreciate you sharing, you know, your, your experience with that. Um, for the people, you know, as this industry continues to evolve, for the people that want to get involved today, let's, uh, I can ask this question from a couple of different standpoints. Uh, from an investor level, what is your advice to people that want to get involved in this exciting industry? What do you caution them to be wary of? You know, uh, obviously there's somewhat of a rush right now that's being, you know, a lot of parallels are being drawn to the cannabis industry in that, in that respect. Uh, so what do you advise people who are looking to contribute to the space and, and get involved um, on the financial and investor level? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, from an investment perspective, I think, um, you know, it's really important to uh, be diversified um, and to also just be very weary um, and, and careful. You know, um, I follow this Twitter account. Um, it's called um, Psychedelic Bullshit Hunter. And it's opened my eyes to like all the shadiness that, that's happening. And now, you know, for investors, I encourage them to check it out because it's some of the stuff is just egregious. Um, but I think that the thing that, um, you know, I've learned from some of the mentors and um, some of the investors that, that you know, uh, invested in MindLeap, it, it's, it's really about looking at the team um and in the caliber of the team because anybody can put, pull up a press release saying we plan to do something you know in the future and, you know they copied it off somebody else or you know or just kind of ch chasing the sector but you know you just have to look at how um you know how legitimate um the actual scientists are and, and the strategy behind it um because i think you know definitely um staying strong and, and, and buying something long-term um, and holding it for, you know, four or five years is, is the way to go um, and, and not really trying to um, you know, kind of rush and, you know, get rich quick and be a stock trader. I think, you know, if you believe in the people behind the company, they, they have, you know, the, the right intentions, the right scientific pedigree, the right intellectual property. I think that's what really, uh, you know, is going to make a difference from an investment perspective. And just like, you know, all industries, you know, there's typically leaders, you know, so there, there will be the leading organizations. So those are the ones where, you know, you want to own their stock, but there's, it's, you know, a situation where sometimes things become egregiously overvalued. So I would say, you know, if, if you do feel like that is the case, you know, it's always important to, um, you know, get out of that position and invest in something else. But, um, you know, the most important thing is, is, you know, invest in something only if you are willing to hold that investment and you believe in it in the long term. you know, um, you, you know, I, I, I saw on Twitter recently, it was, it was showing, you know, people are investing just because of the ticker name. And they're like, well, this is a really good ticker. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, some, some, a lot of companies are just PowerPoint companies and don't, you know, aren't pulling out, on, right. you know, real results. Um, and, you know, with my investments in psychedelics, 
you know, I have a handful of investments, but I've been holding those investments for a long time. And many of those investments are also private and won't be public for a very long time, but that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm not rushing, you know, to capture the gains, you know, I've, I've been waiting for, for a long time. And, you know, there was one company where, you know, I bought it right, right when it IPO would and, you know, I haven't even, you know, looked at it. I'm like, I'm holding this one for a long time because it's, you know, extremely, under, you know, undervalued even now. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm up 182%, you know, with mm -hmm. another one, I was up 300%. And, and it's just because, you know, I'm not going to sell it. I believe in those companies. They are mm -hmm. doing the right thing. And uh, I think that that's the way to look at it is, you know, we're, we're right at the first inning. There's a lot more games to play, but if mm -hmm. you choose the wrong player or the wrong team, let's say, and or maybe you go all in on one, but you miss out on the others, you know, I'd say, you know, cross it off across maybe five different companies that you believe in. And then, you know, set it, obviously watch what they're doing and, and, and make the right decision. But I think it's really important to not get lost in, in the hype. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people hyping things and, and, and not doing it for the right reason. So, you know, it's doing your homework is more important than ever, I'd say now, especially with the amount of companies that are, are now public and, and, you know, investors can, can gain access to. Yeah, it's definitely a really dynamic space. I think that's some really good advice that you have given to you know our audience. And with the lion's share of the capital in drug development right now, uh, it's totally rational for you know people to be playing a long-term game because even with uh, the breakthrough therapy status that you know some of these drugs have gotten by the FDA, for example, and the expedited clinical trials. Um, we're still looking at a, a long-term play, you know, and it's it's wise to to put your money in causes and, and companies that, that you believe in long-term because we're really looking at, you know, disrupting the, an entire industry, uh, multiple industries, mental health, uh, general wellness with things like um, medicinal mushrooms and um microdosing, you know, it really extends beyond the clinic too. And I think that was an interesting thing we kind of touched on earlier uh, was there's not really a, I, I, don't, I don't like the term recreational when it comes to psychedelic medicine. I think the term is, is more psycho-spiritual growth. Um, you know, I think it has a lot of powerful applications for, for mental illness, um, but we're also obviously seeing it have a lot of uh, benefits just for everybody um, that, that wants to seek some sort of personal development and and uh, personal insight from from them, you know. Uh, so I, th I would love if you, you know, as we're kind of closing our discussion here, um, how do you see that element kind of fitting into the picture where people maybe who aren't using it for depression but want to use it just for um, gaining more insight to themselves, do you think they'll be able to do that in the context of the clinics that we talked about? Do you think that's better left for a retreat type setting or for people to maybe explore on their own? Uh, how do you, and then how do you see Mindly playing into that as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, with, with the decriminalization efforts happening, you know, it's, people won't really be, you know, be in a position where you know, they won't be allowed to do so. Um, so I, I, I do see, you know, there's so many, you know, underground microdosing companies right now, you know, that are selling those products for people that want to have that. And, and there's so many, you know, underground guides. Um, so, you know, psychedelics have been in use, you know, for thousands of years mm -hmm. and it's not going to change. But the thing is, um, people that have certain conditions should not be using psychedelics. And I think it's really dangerous, um, you know, to, to be doing so. Um, so I do feel like, you know, the people that do have mental health problems, you know, very soon, um, you know, will have better treatments um, that are derived from psychedelics. And then the people that want to have, um, you know, more of like a personal transformation experience, um, you know, in a way to, um, you know, kind of recharge their lives and, you know, they really don't have any sort of condition, you know, these have been used for thousands of years. And I feel like, uh, you know, with um, what we're having with the decriminalization movement, you know, it, it, access will, will only increase. Mm 
And I feel like what's important is is increasing the access to education and increasing the access to mental health professionals to help guide and support people um, is is what's really key. And another piece is like, you know, the training of them. You know, there's two million mental health professionals around the world. And, you know, once once, you know, maps and compass pathways and their uh, treatments launch, I mean, it's very challenging to to train everybody um, to properly do so. And it's really amazing to see companies, you know, uh, that are providing these uh, more practitioner uh, based uh, training programs, you know, companies like psychedelics today in, in their training program is incredible. We have, you know, a ton of people on our platform have been trained by them, um, you know, specifically for psychedelics. And I feel like, you know, as we get more trained professionals, deregulation, legalization of different treatments, you know, it, it will become, um, you know, something that is, um, um, you know, more widespread and, and more people, you know, will have tried it. And, you know, this reminds me a lot of, of the way that cannabis was, you know, when my family first came to Canada, um, you know, we're super against cannabis. And, um, you know, I, I tried it, you know, when I was a teenager and everything, you know, in high school, and my mom was so against it. And when this whole legalization thing happened and she read, you know, oh, there's all these positives about it. She asked me, she's like, hey, where do I get some? You know, and it's like yeah. converting my mom from like, this will kill you. This is so bad for you to how do I get them? You know, it was a long term process. <laughs> it took a long time. And it wasn't <laughs> even me. It was, you know, society. Right. So you'll have that same moment with psychedelics where people are going to, you know, word of mouth and the media and, and overall, you know, regulations changing. We will have that same moment where, you know, it's going to be a common thing just like cannabis became in, in Canada. I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's obviously the, the government dispensaries and all this stuff, but you know, there's also a lot of people that like, grow their own plants, you know, in their own house. So I don't know how all that going to go in terms of, you know, regulation and everything, you know, that's not my forte and there's incredible people, you know, planning that out, um, and, and working on that. But, um, you know, I, 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 I just have a feeling it, it will become a you know very commonplace um, type of treatment and a commonplace um, experience that, that people will incorporate into their lives, whether it's microdosing or macrodosing, you know, working on your own or, or working with a specialist or going to a clinic, you know, there's just, there's so many different ways. And I, I think, you know, it's just important to ensure that you're safe uh, ensure that you have the right support um, and, you know, that we can um, he heal our collective consciousness and, and move forward as a society. Yeah, no, that's a really powerful message. Um, since you guys have a digital platform, I think one of the things that would be interesting for you to comment on is digital privacy, you know. Um, how are you helping ensure that the people that use the app or, you know, the team at Mindly, uh, that all that data stays safe, uh, especially in today's day and age, where I'm sure that's a concern of many people, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's data security is super important. Um, so there is the um, Electronic Protected Health Information uh, Act. Um, and that that's what HIPAA essentially gives you guidelines as to how to best um, you know, collect, store, and authorize access to this electronic health records. Um, so this is what we've been following. Um, we've been working with, with one of the top uh, compliance firms uh, in the industry. Um, we put together a very strong plan. Um, we've also, um, you know, made, made a commitment um, and, and made it clear that we will never sell or license data to pharmaceutical companies. We'll never sell or license data um, marketing companies or, you know, um, manipulate data in any way. Um, so we've, we've from the get-go been extremely clear, open and transparent, um, you know, as to our policies um, on, on what data we collect and what data is used. And, you know, the only times that, you know, data is shared is when a user actually authorizes access to that data to their specialist. And the only other times where data can be 
access is when all personal identifiable information is actually removed and it's the general data set. And, um, we, we're, we have uh, several neuroscientists in psychedelics um, at Macri University and Imperial College that we've been working with and we really want to help contribute um, to open science and, and, and help some of these um, kind of research findings uh, with the anonymized data um, to be able to kind of advance mental health in productive and ethical ways and then um, allow um, a greater understanding of, um, you know, the outcomes that occur after a psychedelic experience. That's really cool. I wanted to ask you, I was watching the Psychedelic Capital presentation of EHAVE the other day, and uh, I think it was a founder, maybe the CEO, he was talking about how there might be an opportunity, uh, or they're working on presenting one at least, for consumers or patients to be able to sell this data, maybe to pharmaceutical companies or marketing companies. Because right now, you know, um, either it's, you know, ideally it's protected like you talk about, um, but, you know, in the past people definitely use this data at the, uh, without benefiting the consumer when really we're the ones that own this data. So do you see there being the possibility of patients to maybe monetize on, on their data if they choose to? Um, with, with other platforms, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, um, if eHave wants to sell their uh, customers' data for sure, and, and mm. their customers approve that. Um, we're we're not about that. Mm -hmm. um, we're about solutions to problems, mm -hmm. and I feel you know I want everybody to feel comfortable when they use MindLeap that mm -hmm. they can share the deepest secrets and share yeah. their problems. Um, you know, it is it, it's just it's it's a tricky place to go, and it's something that you know me as an individual. Um, uh, you know, obviously working for cybersecurity company for years <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. or also working for a data analytics company like I know how important this information is and I myself would not be willing to use a platform where you know they're even contemplating selling my data before their platforms even launched mm -hmm. you know and I've, I've seen I've seen data used for the wrong reasons and um, it's you know um, I'll tell you a story actually do we have more time yeah yeah go ahead Okay, I'll tell you, it's a crazy story. Okay. Um, so there was, um, um, I was I was covering Michigan and we're, we're doing like data visualization. And so essentially like we, we take like large amounts of data, we have what are the questions we're trying to answer and then we analyze them. So I, I get a I get a call from, from a company and they're um, a platinum, um, they store platinum. So they have warehouses around the world that they store platinum. And they said, hey, you know, we're trying to analyze the global platinum supply and demand so we know when we store our platinum and when we sell our platinum. I was like, oh, cool. That sounds interesting. Yeah, let's do it. So I got the data scientists. We started working on it. And then, um, then when they were going to pay, we're like doing some background, and we found out that this platinum warehouse company with you know, warehouse around the world was owned by, you know, one of the top three investment banks in the United States. I can't say who, <laughs> obviously, wow. but um, what happened was is, um, you know, a year later, I saw that, you know, there was a big, you know, thing in the news that this investment bank was manipulating global platinum prices using the information wow. of this app that we built. And we didn't oh. even know, right? We yeah. just said, oh, this is you guys, you have this warehouse. Okay, cool, we'll do it. And then they took the data and they manipulated global platinum prices and a bunch of people went to jail. And yeah. for me, that was like mind opening. I was like, holy moly, like look at how data can be used in a really bad way. And the only way that data is used on MindLeap is to help each individual better know themselves, reflect on their day, improve their mental health, and then to share it with their mental health professional if they want. So that's as far as we're going. You know, this Cambridge Analytica stuff and 23andMe selling genetics data, you know, that's a different business model. Our, our business model is, is about helping people heal and giving them access to support. And it's just going to stay that way as long as I'm here. Amazing, man. That's a really noble uh, mission, and I, I'm glad that you're staying really dedicated to that. Uh, I love to give my guests, you know, the last word as we kind of 
turned the corner on our, our conversation and come to an end. So any final thoughts that you have to share with our, our audience? Uh, I'd love if uh, you know you can share that now. Yeah, for sure. Well, I encourage everybody to um, go into App Store, download our app, um, start tracking your mental health. Um, and, you know, whenever you're ready to, to work with a, a you know, professional experience integration specialist, um, you know, go ahead and, and book your session. For any practitioners uh, that would like to join the platform, uh, you can apply on our website. It's mindleap.health. And you go through the process, speak with our team, you know, see if, see if you're the right fit. And it's free to be on MindLeap, and it's just something supplemental to your current practice. So if you want to start seeing some more clients specifically for psychedelics, you know, build your profile, set your prices, set your calendar, and, you know, MindLeap will just notify you when you got a new session. So it's really cool um, way to, you know, expand um, your practice and, and go into psychedelics further. And then, you know, for, for others that are looking for, for that personal healing, you know, this is our version one. Um, you know, we're working on improving it. And, you know, by early next year, it's, it's going to have some really incredible digital programs and advanced analytics. We're working on how to, um, you know, combine wearables as well. So it, it's really exciting. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful to, to be on this podcast and, and share our story and really appreciate you um, and, and the Microdose team for, for having us um, be on. Oh, thank you so much. We're really grateful to have you. And it's been a real honor and a pleasure collaborating with you. Uh, it was really awesome to see your presentation at our last Psychedelic Capital. And you always have really great insights to share with us. So thank you so much, Nikolai. I really appreciate you coming on. And I look forward to the next conversation we have as usual, you know. Thanks for joining the Sci-Fi series brought to you by Microdose and the Conscious Fund. Visit our website, at www.microdose.buzz.